Meeting someone new was not the reason I came here, although maybe it crossed Ryan's mind when he said yes. There are some guys at the party who look like what my dad would look like if he wore lots of leather, and there are others who look like they're auditioning for selfies. Everyone's sentences crash together to make this gigantic noise, and my thoughts overlap so much that all I can feel is their loudness. The parties I've gone to before have been held in basements and school gyms. Now, it's like I've walked into a wider, narrower world. Robin is singing about dancing on her own, and people are verbing their bodies along to that. These are not the people I usually hang with. We are not in Brewster's rec room watching a Giants game. This is not a beer crowd. Everyone here is a cocktail. We're not quite at the bar and not quite on the dance floor. Ryan's about to say something, but a man with a camera interrupts by leaning in front of him and asking me who I am. He can't be older than 30, but he has bright silver hair. Excuse me? I shout over the noise. Who are you? He asks again. I'm Mark, I say. Why? Do you model? Ryan snickers at this. No, I answer. You should, the guy says. I'm thinking, he can't be serious, but he takes out his card and gives it to me. Before I can say anything else, there's the pop burst of a flash. I'm still blinking in the afterglow when the photographer touches my wrist and tells me to email him. Then he vanishes back into the crowd. What was that? I ask Ryan. Are you talking to me? He replies. I'm afraid I'm currently invisible, or at least I'm invisible to noted fashion photographers. Ryan is just as cute as I am, but it's against the rules for me to tell him that. I let the card drop to the floor and say, whatever. Ryan bends down, picks it up, and hands it back. Keep it as a souvenir, he tells me. I mean, it's not like you're actually going to do anything about it. Who says? Let's just say history is on my side. Not untrue. I am shy. Sometimes painfully shy. And it's especially painful when someone reminds me about it. Can we look around some more? I ask. Maybe dance a little? You know I don't dance. What he means is, he doesn't dance when other people are watching. This was his excuse when I wanted to go to our junior prom together. It would have been a big step for us, and he looked at me like I'd asked if he wanted to make out in a shark tank in front of his parents. Instead of saying we couldn't go to the prom because he wanted to keep us a secret, he wrapped his refusal in a blanket dismissal of dancing. I knew he wasn't going to put me through the indignity of watching him go with someone else. He wasn't going to try to live that lie, at least. But he wasn't going to go with me, either. I ended up staying home instead. He came over, and I thought he was going to make it up to me. But instead, we watched There Will Be Blood. Then he went home. I can understand not wanting to dance in front of everyone we know. I could see that's a big deal. But I was hoping it would be different here. I was hoping that being among all these happy, happy strangers would change the game. Come on, I say, trying to keep my tone light. It's Pride Week.
Ryan's eye has already moved elsewhere. I follow his gaze to find this very pretty college guy in Clark Kent glasses and a simple blue t-shirt with a slight rip on the left shoulder. He'd be the apple of any bookworm's eye. He's much more Ryan's type than I'll ever be. He senses Ryan looking at him, then senses me looking at him and meets my eye instead of Ryan's. I quickly look away. I saw him first, Ryan mutters. I think he might be joking, but something in the pit of my stomach tells me he's not. Then he says, oh man. I look back up and indie bookstore Clark Kent has his arms around a boy who's wearing a ski hat, even though it's June. Hat boy leans in for a kiss and Clark gleefully obliges. If it were manga, hearts would be rising like...